Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio as we brought Podcast today from Duluth, Georgia, and the national, or maybe it's international headquarters of Blueprint Digital. Check them out online at blueprintdigital.com. And today is a ministry in the marketplace show, C12 Ministry in the Marketplace. Every first Friday of the month, Ross Harrop hosts a show talking all about the incredible ministry and impact of C12. I love C12. And today I kind of stole the show back away from Ross, but Ross Harrop, you're on the line with us, right? Absolutely, Jim. Ross, so good to hear your voice. i got to tell you, it is beautiful up here in Duluth, Georgia today. It's like 65. It's beautiful. It's clear. It's sunny. It's, you know, absolutely. It's lying. Okay. <laughs> it's like. It is super <laughs> hot and humid. <laughs> it's it's muggy. Re- it is ridiculously hot. I'm uh, like, wait, maybe in the car with the air conditioning not. Yeah, it, it was like cold that. in the car. It was cold in the car. In the office. Ross yeah. Harrop, what's going on in Tampa Bay today with C12? Jim, you could give the weather report down here for in July, right? It's hot, it's sunny part of the day, and it's raining part of the day. So it doesn't matter whether you're in Duluth, Georgia. Uh, you can predict the weather right here in uh, in Tampa Bay. It's a it's a wonderful day, and uh, and I'm so uh, envious that you're sitting there with my good friend Lori Hoffman and. Uh, I look forward to, to hearing what you folks have to uh, have to say today. So, what what is it you like about Lori Hoffman? Here's the here's the great part, Jim. I met Lori <laughs> back in uh, 2014, and I got one of those calls that from this uh, voice at the other end of the phone saying, "I am uh, with the Pocket Testament League." And uh, we have a partnership, friendship with the C12 group. I'd love to meet you. And I'm going, oh, please, no. I don't want to spend another morning finding out about uh, someone else's ministry and what they want to do. And here's what, here's what happened, Jim. It's, um, it was an instantaneous friendship that has lasted from that day when we first met at Starbucks because... Um, I, I found out that this is a selfless woman who just cares about the Lord and cares about relating with other people. And, um, and, and I thought the best way to introduce Lori, Jim and Martha, was that um, I found a, a, a series of letters that I sent out on Lori's behalf to fellow C-12 chairman, not because she asked me to, but I didn't want them to experience what I did being a um, kind of hesitant um, individual chair wanting to, uh, to, to meet with this uh, incredible woman. So I just want, here's a line that I, I shared in, in several of those letters that I wrote on my, just, uh, I just offered. It says, I have an opportunity to connect with a kingdom partner occasionally who is so positive and refreshing that I want them as C12 friends to know Laurie Hoffman. And uh, it's been like that ever since. She just relates with people so well. And um, soon after we met, uh, I, I asked her if she'd like to come 
to a C12 group. We don't normally do that, but I just knew that she cared so much uh, about others, and uh, she visited our C12 group in Tampa Bay, and uh, I think the Lord's been uh, kind of uh, um, just speaking to her for the last few years until uh, last year she became uh, a chair herself. That's right. And um, she's got a, a just a, an incredible background in the not-for-profit industry, in the uh, for-profit, uh, operating as a president of a, of a family company. She is an amazing human being, and I'm glad that you're going to uh, have her on the show today. Well, Ross Harrop, thank you very much for the introduction. Mm-hmm. Lori Hoffman, I mean, that, you should run for president. I know. Ross I should can't be your spokesman. That. Well, um, you know, Ross, that, that, I'm humbled. Because we did have a good time, but I just never realized we'd be on the radio all these years later. I mean, we're talking about this, so <laughs> it's pretty good. I didn't realize we'd be on stuff. the radio all these years later either. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and having a guy that invites you to to fill in for him once a month and then just takes that show away. But we'll be I back know. on August the fourth, but yeah. not with Laurie Hoffman. No, you're not with me. <laughs> Thanks, so, Ross Jim, Harp. take yes, the show away. I'm looking. I'm just going to join you and just kind of kind of listen in for a while. I, I'm, all right. Uh, Really looking forward to the show. Martha, Jim, thank you so much for spending time with Laurie and letting other folks know what a special person she is and the ministry that she has with the C2, C12 group as the, uh, as the chair up there in, the, uh, in Greater Atlanta. Well, thanks, Russ, for what you're doing in Tampa. That's right. Turning it upside down in Tampa Bay. Woo. All right. So C12 Group, Lori Hoffman, you know I am super passionate about C12 Group. And I was super, you know, I loved you when you were at the Pocket Testament League. I think it's awesome that you're with C12. But I know you still have a little of that Pocket Testament League running through your, bl- through your, your uh, uh, the blood. That's good. I do. I sure do. And it's really an honor to be on your show today. I love I work for him. It's a, it's the kind of ministry that stirs my spirit every time I get to listen to one of your podcasts, which is several times a week when I'm, you know, walking and working out. I love what you guys represent. I love your heart for people and I love your heart for the Lord and how you put those two together is really dynamic. Well, we're grateful, grateful for those compliments, and we're really excited for you to share some of your story. But I want you to introduce your guest, since we're using his conference room, introduce your guest today that's going to be on the show sharing some of his story. Yeah, well, this is my friend Nathan Tate. I got to know him about six months ago when I got into the market for C12, and Nathan Tate owns a company here in Greater Atlanta. Uh, Blueprint, Blueprint Digital. And the first time I met Nathan, I was really impressed with his heart for God and for his love for um, business. I mean, he just has this great uh, intersection of faith and, and, and work. And so when you asked me, Jim, who do you know? I mean, like I'm working with a lot of C12 members up here in, in, in Atlanta. You know, hey, can you get somebody to come and talk about their experience? I'm like, to myself, the Lord put Nathan Tate's um, face in my mind. And I'm like, I, I hope he can be on it. And he is today. That's so awesome. And Nathan, we appreciate you hosting us right here at Blueprint, blueprintdigital.com, in your boardroom. This yeah, is fantastic. Great to be here. Lo- love it. He's been on the radio millions of times. So this, <laughs> this is a totally a old, old hat. Nathan, just talk really quick before we go to break. How did you find out about C12? Uh, so a local chair uh, invited me to one of the C12 meetings. Um, similar to what Ross was sharing as a business owner, it's another invitation. Somebody else wants to tell me about their thing. And uh, I put it off for a long time, and uh, the Lord really stirred my heart. So it's a piece of paper sitting on my desk for probably four months. And I uh, called the, the chair back. Uh, didn't really know him. Said, hey, you know, just the Lord stirred me. I'd love to, love to get together. So uh, we had coffee. was really moved. Um, you know, certainly uh, he, you know, I think any chair is going to have a dramatic impact on the C12 group. 
Uh, it was a phenomenal, very spirit-filled, um, just a, a moving conversation. Um, I went to I went to one of the C12 groups afterwards, um, but I, I think it was honestly it was a done deal after I had met that chair. So yeah, uh, went to the went to the group, and then I've been in for about a year and a half. So a lot of business owners and leaders, when they hear about C12, they think, hmm. I love the idea, but a whole day out of my yeah. schedule once yeah. a month? Yeah. Was that an objection you had to overcome in your own head? Uh, you know, I think for me, uh, I'm, I'm really on the younger scale for business owners at C12. So actually for me, I thought if, if all of these guys can give up a day, surely it must be something that's, that's really of high value. Mm. So I was kind of humbled to see that all of these other CEOs who own companies larger than mine are doing it. And so I, it must be good. So it's good enough for them. It's good enough for me. That's called wisdom, Lori Hoffman. <laughs> why he's on the show? That's, that's, that's why. That's incredible. That's incredible. Lori Hoffman, you came a long path to become a C12 leader, and honestly, the first female C12 chairman in the country. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's a real honor to be a C12 chair. But I never really thought about being the first woman or the the only woman right now. I never thought about that. I just thought this is what God wants me to do. This is what I want to do. It's what He's put in my heart. So it's not really about male, female, first of anything. It's about being, having him first, making him first in my life and doing what he's called me to do. And I'm so honored to be here in the Atlanta market doing it. And, and the Lord used a lot of interesting circumstances to get you here in Atlanta. So there's no question he, he wanted you here he in did. Atlanta. He really did. Yeah. Um, my husband and I lived in North Carolina and we re relocated for another position uh, down here to Atlanta. And that position just did not work out. And as soon as I realized that it wasn't working out, I thought, well, God, you've got us in Atlanta for a reason. I'd wanted to be a C12 chair my whole life, Jim. I wanted to be a C12 chair when I grew up. And oh, I told that. But you got to do it beforehand. Absolutely. A little earlier than I thought, but now I'm here to stay. And so it's exciting to it see is what exciting. God's going to do here. How do you change the world of business? The answer is one business person at a time. That's how Jesus did it. He changed the world with 12 guys, 11 disciples, and then Paul the Apostle joined in the game. 12 people, and because of those 12, you and I are here testifying to Jesus' miraculous mm -hmm. work 2,000 years later. But how about the business world? If you believed everything the mainstream media told you about business people, they're scumbags, totally self-centered, with nothing of interest in the people they employ or the customers they serve. It's all about the money. But it's a lie. There are amazing business people out there all over the country, and there's an organization headquartered out of San Antonio, Texas, that has business leadership discipleship groups all over the country. It's, it's incredible. C12 is the name of that organization. You know that I work for him. He's passionate about C12. And today we talk with Lori Hoffman. She's a C12 chair, a leader here in Atlanta. And you have five groups, four groups, four groups. Yeah, I, I work with five different groups. Five different groups. Mm -hmm. And we've got one of her members in the studio with us today, actually in his executive conference room, Nathan Tate from Blueprint, blueprintdigital.com. I want to go back. Let's just step back a minute. Oh, wait, Martha, you said you wanted to t say something. Be well, I do. I just want to remind our listeners that every Friday during the month of July, we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to the Hula for Happiness Circus that will be taking place on July 29th up in uh, North Tampa. So I uh, Odessa, the, actually, isn't Odessa? it? Odessa? Well, that's Shiloh North Tampa. Farms. There yeah. you go, Shiloh Farms. So we were just joking about how, you know, you can't really even think about hula hooping without smiling. And so this is going to be a whole... Because it makes you a complete fool out of you. Fun, well, for some. For me. 
<laughs> for <laughs> others, you know, it's very invigorating, and they're r- really naturally good at it. But the whole idea behind this ministry is they use hula hooping to spread the gospel all over the country. And this is a family event. We're going to give away four tickets every Friday in July, and we're going to do it during the last segment of the show. Four tickets every Friday. So they'll hear the um, spot for it at the close to the end of the show and then make be ready to call in. All right. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay. That's right. Back to the, just what we're talking about today, C12, the impact of C12. I want to hear from you, Lori Hoffman. What is it you love about being a C12 chair? I am especially inspired by the men and women who are running these businesses and their desire to integrate their faith and advance the gospel through their companies. I love to see light bulbs come on. And just yesterday I was meeting with a businessman who just did a very simple thing. He put a daily devotional in his office foyer and he Mm. was so excited about that. He was just so thrilled to just take that step of faith. And he's asked his receptionist to just keep an eye out. How many people are actually going to look at that devotional and read it, turn to the page for the day. And so he's beginning to measure the impact of the gospel being front and center in his business. And so that is what invigorates me, Jim. Mm. Nathan, you got approached by that C12 chair almost two years ago. He, you kind of blew him off for four months (laughs) and then you met with him and you went and test drove a C12 group, sir. When you decided to join the C12 group, what was it you thought you were going to get out of C12? Uh, so it was pretty clear that C12 focuses on really on everything kind of holistically, so your family, your faith. But I, I think um, the thing that was most appealing for me was there's a lot of guys who are older that are C12 members that know a whole lot about business um, that I don't know. So, you know, I have a strong background in faith. My dad was a pastor. I went to seminary. So I knew it'd be like-minded brothers um, and really just wanted to learn business principles from those guys. So my focus was really kind of on the business side. But you really didn't think you'd gain anything spiritually. Uh, I didn't. Um, so, you know, I, I, I thought I was yeah, Mr. Seminary and would come in and, you know, probably help these guys. You were going to um, teach them in Greek. I, and- I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was that guy who knows all, all the Greek. And, um, you know, Jim... Certainly, it's been impactful um, from a financial and, and business principles. I mean, huge. It's, it's been amazing what's happened over the last year. Um, but I am, I am most grateful uh, for the spiritual principles that have really been convicting. Um, I, I think the, probably the number one word uh, would be boldness, and then second would be intentional. So there's a, a, a much uh, greater level of boldness um, that our executive team really uh, just, just looking to impact people um, in, with spiritual principles, with, with the gospel. Uh, and then being intentional. You know, one of the things that Lori's talking about is measuring, uh, you know, a simple devotional on the front desk. So those are things that we're doing. We have multiple ideas that um, that we're rolling out um, even now that are that are really measured. Because uh, I think in the past it's kind of been, you know, people know I'm a believer and that's the extent of it. And um, it's just not enough. And so we've really ma- took, we've taken a lot of steps to, uh, to, to measure are we really impacting people for the kingdom. So you were a Christian in yes. business, but it wasn't, you weren't, doing the whole Christ follower thing, taking it into the next level. Cause you said you weren't doing enough. It just, it's not enough to just have people know that you're a believer. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, really in my heart of hearts and, and really our entire executive team, it was there in our hearts and we wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but C12 just made it so easy to take those next steps. So for us, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a lack of desire. We desired it, but just didn't know, you know, what's legal and what can you do and how do you do it? 
And I mean, there's literally one of the things that C12 gives you is 101 ways to, to really impact your employees with the gospel and for Christ and loving on them. So it, you, there's no more excuses. There's 100 ideas right in front of us. So just the practical and then the accountability. Um, you know, you said you were going to do it. Did you do it? And, um, you know, being held accountable. So it's been great. Oh, that's a great one. Because so yeah. many times we have good yes. intentions, but yes. we may not follow through. But you know, every month that's you're right. going to go back that's to your right. meeting, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, Lori, how do you facilitate that? How do people hold each other accountable for what they're doing in intentionality in their faith in the workplace? How do you hold people accountable in a group? Right. Well, so a, a chair's uh, got two, two real jobs. One is to get the right people around the table. And second is to run a great meeting so those members, those men and, and women who run businesses can learn from one another and hold each other accountable. And the way we do that is we build into the meetings uh, the core values of, of vulnerability, transparency, honesty, and um, and gratitude. And then from there, at the end of the day, they will be making, making goals. We call them to-dos. And they'll be putting together a list of things that they want to accomplish. Each member of that table, they want to accomplish between that meeting and the next meeting. Based on what we've unpacked that day and based on the comments of their peers and, and some of their aha moments. And so when they come the next month... Most groups uh, will assess a fine if they have not completed those to-dos. Wow. Yeah, so crazy. So, What do you do with the money? Yeah, well, we actually collect that money. We don't really want too much of it because that means our members aren't taking their right. to-dos seriously. Mm -hmm. But every now and again, we get a pretty nice kitty, and then <laughs> the members decide what nonprofit they're going to give it to. Nice. So, I like that. Yeah, I just want to share this because one of our members recently said, my to-do is to tell my wife three times every week that I love her. And I'm going to do that. And so the next week comes back, and he didn't do it. He did not tell his wife he loved her three times every single week. And he had to pay a fine. And so it was a lighthearted joke and, you know, kind of kidding him. But it really sort of communicated to him that, you know, this is serious. And, you know, I know you guys are really big into marriages and making sure marriage is our, your priority. And we are, too, at C12. We really mm -hmm. want to make sure that you know, our spouses are getting the attention and appreciation that they deserve. Nathan, before C12, yes, as, how long have you owned Blueprint? 10 years. Okay. So 10 years. Before C12, after C12, when you look at the God-given priorities, your relationship with your Heavenly Father, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your kids, your work, how, wh what is the impact, what kind of impact has C12 had on keeping those priorities in those, or in that order? Uh, so for, for myself, I, I think... Um, I've, I've always really tried to prioritize my family um, before work. So I, I think what's been beautiful about C12 is that the, the greater impact has come inside the office for me. So uh, an understanding of business principles, really shoring up some financial things and process things on the faith side, really making the gospel front and center in our business, but doing all of that while still maintaining the proper prioritization. So it's constantly reinforced month after month. So in adding priorities, you know, typically something has to suffer. And the very last thing that needs that, that should ever suffer would be, you know, my own faith personally and my family. So uh, even in all of the growth um, in, inside of business, um, I would say that that family has only gotten better. So if That's I great. called your wife, got her on the phone and said, okay, and what's your wife's name? Jen. She's probably listening. Jen. Hi, Jen. Sweet. <laughs> Jen, call into the studio line, 877-943-9673. We'll uh, ask these questions live. But if we were to ask Jen that question, how is Nathan doing keeping her as a priority over above your children and above work? What is she going to say? 
so I, you know, it, it sounds like I'm bragging, but it's because of her. We, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal marriage and it, it literally gets better every year. So I, I think she would brag on me. I think I'd, I'd be blessed there, but the credit goes to her. She does the hard work and, and handles the kiddos. And, um, it's, we are very blessed. We have a really, really good marriage. So I, th- I think I'd do okay on that test. So I think you ought to, I think you ought to bring her on the 2018 Cruiserweight A Better Marriage Retreat. I sponsored think she'd by like that. I work for him. I think that would be phenomenal. Jen, that's right. ask him about the postcard. That's when right. He yes, that's right, today. Jen. Make sure you do that. And we still have a few spots left. So that's awesome. Okay. So I want to talk about your intentionality here at work. Great. Because. You've got how many employees total? 25. 25. And, and when I walked in here, it was just hilarious. It was so humbling. All these people sitting around the conference table, and every one of them looked like... Your kids. They looked like my <laughs> kids. Or younger. It was amazing. And every one of them had a laptop in front of them. And, and I didn't see them texting, though, while you were talking. I actually saw them paying attention, but they might have been texting. They might have been instant messaging right, That's on, their, right. on their computers. <laughs> but so you've got a very young staff. Very. I mean, what's the average age of your staff? Uh, under 30. Yeah, right, pr- so, probably 29, maybe. Okay, so let's just, before we can get into that, Blueprint Digital does what? Let's give you a free commercial time. Go ahead. Great. Uh, so we specialize in search and social, so making sure that uh, businesses appear in Google and then really leveraging social media, so specifically Facebook, uh, to drive leads. So uh, a lot of different spaces, um, but primarily we're a lead gen company, so we want to know um, for a business, what's your story, uh, who's your ideal target audience, making sure that we capture that message, deliver it to the audience, and then make sure that everything that we're doing is really converting so that your investment, your marketing investment with us has a high return on investment. So not websites, you're working the social media. Um, so we're full service. So our specialization is going to be uh, Google and Facebook. But in order to do those well, you have to have a, a phenomenal website that that, um, that converts. Right. So we have uh, a web development department. We have video production. So we've got a full studio in the back, um, which I'll show you after we're done. Awesome. Uh, social media team, an SEO team, and then a paid search team. Nice. People, process, and profit. As we were talking before the show, you said that we keep, these are the priorities, people, process, and profit. And I made a comment, well, I love that the people's first and profit's last. And there's danger in that though, isn't there? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, if you don't, if you don't keep profit in focus, um, certainly not as the number one priority, but at least in focus, um, you know, you can have great intentions. It's, it's uh, interesting, Jimmy, bring this up. One of, I'd say probably the, the greatest quote that comes out of C12, which Laura, I hadn't shared this with you, um, is without, uh, without margin, there is no mission. And so I'm so focused on the mission and growing people, but if you don't have margin, then you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to fulfill that mission. So that's been really key for us is getting that back in the forefront. Okay. So just so you know, Nathan Tate, who's with us from Blueprint Digital, we're in his executive conference room this morning, this afternoon, along with Lori Hoffman from C12 Group here in Atlanta. Nathan did text his wife, Jen, and said, would you be willing to call in? And she said, no, the kids would be too loud. Nice try, Jen. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. getting to so use the we, kids is an that's excuse. That's right. We've, we've long since lost that excuse. Yeah. Grandkids, maybe. Okay, so Nathan, we were talking about margin. And you said without margin, there is no mission. Yep. What do, what do you mean? Uh, so specifically financial margin, um, you know, as we really have always focused on our people and then, and then moved into process, uh, without proper financials, what happens is, is you focus on people, but you don't, you don't have the money to pay them what they're worth. You don't have the money to, to purchase the, the benefits that they need and the things to keep people. And so you find that, you know, your, your turnover is too high and you don't have people long enough to fulfill the mission to really speak into their lives. And so, um, really in the last 12 months, uh, 
since I've joined C12 uh, specifically, we've we've brought uh, profitability into the into the forefront, and it's allowed us to then have more more margin, both financially and with time, to be able to focus and and complete the mission uh, within our people. And is it, so it's working. It is for sure. Yes, because you said before the show that we were starting that you like you really like to develop heavily into your people. Yes, sir. A lot of companies don't do that. Why Why did you decide that's a focus I want to be developing heavily into my people? You know, I think uh, as a follower of Christ, um, it's it's obviously a, a clear principle that, you know, really if there was no other fruit other than just obedience, um, then, then we would do it. But, you know, it's pretty clear that when you have great people, you're going to run a great business. And so there's a, there's a tremendous dividend that, that's paid um, having people who really, really care about each other. Um, developing a great culture. And so um, one of the guys on our executive team, that's basically his only responsibilities. He meets with people weekly, looking at their goals, developing them personally, professionally. So it has, um, it, it's been fantastic, just the, the benefit. A lot of business owners would tell you that that's expensive. Actually, a lot of organizational owners would tell you, it doesn't matter what yeah. the organization is, that that's expensive. We don't have time to develop our people. We just need them to do their jobs. Yep. Uh, well, I can't disagree, um, but I think that the return on that investment is is massive. And and for us, I don't know that we measure it in actual dollars, mm-hmm. um, but we can see, you know, I can see a stark difference. Uh, you know, who we were as a company, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, the executive that we brought on about 18 months ago, and, and who we are now, the, the people and uh, how they're focused on personal growth. Um, we have really clear systems that we use to measure how people are growing. Um, professionally, personally, et cetera. So there's, there's certainly a strong return on investment that we've seen. Well, you mentioned a little saying that you have there because you were really so focused on yes. growing people personally. Yeah. But you had a little saying there. We do. So it's heavy, um, and, and you don't necessarily want to be on the receiving end of it. But we say a lot in group settings, um, either you grow or you go. And um, we have specific elements. So we borrow uh, Lencioni's Ideal Team Player. We look at uh, hunger, humility, and, and people smarts or emotional intelligence. And so those are the things that we want all of our team members to constantly be growing in. And if you're confronted with something where we feel like there's a real gap and, and you, you buck that, um, then that's a sign that you're not really wanting to grow. And that is the, the first step toward the end. And we'll, we'll kind of you know, show you to the door. And, and we've had to do it. Um, but but what's, what's been great is that those who are here now are really focused on growing and, and willing to come humbly to the table, whether it's, uh, whether it's somebody below them or above them on the, higher, on the org chart. Um, we're all listening to each other. And we all want to grow. Emotional intelligence. We've talked about that before on the show, Martha, where it, it is, that's a real important thing that we can learn, first of all, who we are. And then sure. to, learn, to learn how to interact yes. with other people in, yes. in a productive way. That's not a skill that's taught in culture. Yeah, and it's interesting what you're saying, learning yourself. So because um, you know, most, of our, most of our team are millennials, uh, Lencioni really focuses on uh, understanding others. But, but for us, having a group of people in their 20s and 30s, we really need to know ourselves um, because, because we don't. We're, we're really young. And so, uh, so we focus on both. And I do. I think it's something that's not practiced. Um, but we are highly intentional in making sure that we understand um, through several different important filters, you know, why am I interacting with th- this person this way and another person that way? And so we, we make it a focus and it's, it's been fantastic. You know, I just want to encourage our listeners as they're hearing this, this is something that um, we can all implement right. in our own businesses. And as much as we may not 
feel like we want to grow, growth is really exciting. And, you know, for a lot of people, you don't want to get 10 years from now and go, what have I done? What, how have I changed? Have I improved or have I gone backwards? Have I stayed the same? Mm -hmm. How boring to stay stagnant for 10 years and not have any growth because no one was speaking it into you. So I'm encouraged to hear that, you know, you're speaking into um, your employees and encouraging them and challenging them to grow. Because, you know, in college, you kind of have to grow. You have to learn at least, and you have to, you know, gain knowledge. But in the workplace, to always know that there's another goal ahead of you because they you that you want to see them be more successful and and speaking into them so for our listeners just taking the the nuggets that we talk about here and saying you know how can i do something in my own business that's what we're here for to really encourage people to think and look back and reflect what kind of feedback do you get from your people about i mean i don't know how many of them worked in other places where they work here because they're all so young. But, <laughs> but I'm sure, stuck on that. I am. I was just amazed. But I know it's, I know they've all worked other places probably. What kind of feedback do you get as the CEO of Blueprint Digital when they say, hey, what, are they, what kind of feedback do they give you about the environment, the culture that you've got going on here? Uh, they're very honoring. So really, I haven't worked anywhere else other than here. Um, I came out of college and started the company and, and have been here ever since. So so I don't necessarily have that experience. But those who are, you know, are, are older folks, you know, like 35, um, <laughs> they, you know, they say a lot of times that um, that some of our, our younger guys, they don't know how good they have it. Mm. Um, and that's not to, to brag in any way, but we do. We just we treasure our team and we push them. Um, I would say it's less of an encouraging to grow and it is a challenge. It's a mandate. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a mandate to grow, like mm-hmm. you said, to challenge them. And so um, so we get a lot of positive feedback. Um, we do an annual review. We've won three years in a row, um, top 100 places to work in Atlanta. Oh, fabulous. And for sure at the top of that list of all the things that they that they assess is company culture. And so we get a lot of positive feedback that's actually measured by a third party. So our, our culture is great mm-hmm. and, um, and our employees tell us that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm sure many of them have worked at fast food restaurants, things like that, that they can compare. I wasn't treated this way at McDonald's. Yeah. And other agencies. You know, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of them spend a couple of years maybe doing an internship, but they start their career at another place that's similar. And um, it right. tends to be a pretty stark contrast. In, in our space, it's very much dog eat dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to step on people to climb the ladder. It's mm-hmm. super competitive. That's just not our culture here. And so people appreciate it. You're, you could tell that you're a young guy because you said the dog eat dog part, but you missed the milk bone underwear. Okay. <laughs> an old yeah, cheers it's quote. It's an old cheers quote. You missed it. You totally missed that. That just shows our age. Lori Hoffman, it's got to be exciting for you to hear one of your chair or one of your members of your group talk like this about his people. Yeah, it is. It's a real, it's encouragement. And this is one reason why I, I'm so honored to be a chair, Jim and Martha, because when you get to hang around with people like Nathan mm-hmm. and the other peers around his table and the other tables here in Atlanta, it's really it's, it's humbling to be able to see how God is really working uniquely in each of their lives. That's our prayer. Do you ever, so if you have, if you could ask Nathan Tate one question about his feelings towards C12, towards you as a C12 leader, towards the group he's involved in, what, what question would you like to ask him? Yeah, thanks for that opportunity. I think what I would love to hear from Nathan is just, you know, there's so many business owners in greater Atlanta, really across the country, mm-hmm. that have never heard of C12 and really could benefit from what C12 offers. So I'd love to hear what Nathan would say to somebody who's not in a group and maybe has never heard about C12. What would you say, Nathan? Why should they take a, a hard look at it? So, you know, C12 does a great job uh, of, of focusing on everything that matters most to a Christian business owner. Uh, again, the prioritization of faith, family, and then, and then solid business principles. 
uh, they they bring such a balanced perspective to all of those. Uh, and so, you know, as a business owner, really, regardless of where your blind spots are, where your weaknesses are, and where your strengths are, um, you know, C12 is going to is going to really grow you. Um, no matter where you're at as a business owner, you know, I think if you're in that sweet spot of, of who C12 is looking for, um, I, you know, I can't recommend it high, highly enough. It's, it's been phenomenal for me and really not just me, but all, all of the, all of the other business owners that I work with, uh, we're tight and it's been great. Now, if one of your people had come up to you and say, Mr. Tate, they probably call you Nathan, but you know, someone call you Mr. Tate. I've, I heard about the C12 thing on the radio. I think you should check it out. Would you have ever listened? Would you have checked it out? Because no. they, <laughs> no. Oh dear. I don't think so. <laughs> well, because well, here's why I'm asking that question. We have we have thousands of people listening to the show today from yeah. all over the country, and they're working for quote unquote Christian business owners right. who have no idea how to connect their faith and their work, and they could use a lot of encouragement, and they could use to be part of a C12 group. Yeah. But they don't know about it. Yeah. So how could one of your employees have brought up this topic without you going? No, I'm not listening to you. Uh, it would depend on the employee. So, and I think, I think there's, you know, if you're, uh, if you're listening today and you're in, you know, maybe a management role and you really have the ear, you've, you've developed a relationship with, with your boss, who's the business owner. Uh, you know, again, I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I would absolutely say, you know, it's worth, uh, suggest, suggesting to them. Uh, I know Lori would be more than happy to, to hop on the phone and, and to share just, you know, some of the, the key benefits, uh, and, and they really are just that they're benefits. They're, it's, it's life changing every single month. You know, my wife loves it when I have a day at C12 because I come back, uh, rejuvenated, um, you know, really stirred in my spirit, focused on the goals that I have to cultivate, you know, our, uh, romance and our, our, our marriage, um, also focusing on the kids. So she loves C12 day. I usually mm. get home a little bit early. Um, and then, you know, really just, it, it impacts the family. It impacts business. So certainly suggest it. And, uh, to those who have the ear of the business owner, I hope they listen. So I have kind of an idea. Maybe okay. it's kind of a covert backdoor kind of a way, but if they could get a hold of Lori and say, you know, Hey, how do I have a conversation yeah, or sure. here's, you know, um, somehow make that connection to a local chair, if they may be listening yeah. somewhere all over the country, Absolutely. they can they can look it up online and find a, a group near them mm -hmm. and try to make the connection. So how would somebody get a hold of you, Lori, to ask you that question? Maybe they're listening right here in Atlanta. Maybe they're listening in Tampa Bay, but maybe they're sure. listening in Oregon or somewhere else. How well, do let's just assume that they're not in Atlanta. Then they just go to www.c12group.com and put in the location of where they live and then it'll populate those chairs in that area so you know there's more than probably a hundred chairs across the country we're growing substantially every, every day mm -hmm. every month mm -hmm. and so i would venture to guess that if we don't have a c12 group in their area perhaps they could even connect us with somebody who has the qualities and the passion to do something like this Nathan, when you look at how your faith has impacted your workplace, 10 years you've been running Blueprint Digital. I know you just go by Blueprint, but I say Blueprint Digital so people look it up on Great. the web, blueprintdigital.com. How, how is your faith intentionally impacting you as a CEO of this company and what you do? So I think it's actually quite different pre-C12 and post. Um, so before C12, it, it it came in uh, almost dramatic moments. So people certainly saw my testimony. They know I'm a believer. Um, we're not a, a Christian company, but but people know where I stand. Um, and so it's a it's a very diverse um, group of folks. Love them. 
Um, and so, you know, I think uh, in, probably in the first eight years of business, it came, you know, as, as the Lord led, um, you know, I'd go and take an employee out to lunch and, and have, uh, you know, conversations that were confrontational and, and spoke to the gospel and, uh, you know, people where they were going to spend eternity, um, which is great and having those intentional conversations, but it's not really scalable. It's not measurable. It's just kind of one-offs that would happen, you know, honestly, as, as seldom as once a year. Um, now having been in C12 and seeing that there are really, really simple ways to infuse the gospel into everyday business, um, it's changed uh, pretty dramatically. And so now we're, we're rolling out several different things, um, and, and I've seen an impact um, for sure a lot more since C12 started. Give me a specific. We still got 20 seconds. Okay, so great. Give me, give me, give me a specific. Uh, so one of the things we're doing is we're going to roll out uh, marriage counseling. So any, um, and my team actually doesn't know that. Um, so maybe we can talk <laughs> more about that after 20 seconds is up. Um, but that's a, that's a new benefit that is um, completely because of C12. All right. We're talking today with Nathan Tate from Blueprint Digital. Find him online at blueprintdigital.com. He's a C12 member right here in Atlanta, Georgia, and his office is in Duluth, Georgia, not Duluth, Minnesota, where I know Duluth. That's a very cold place. This is very hot and muggy. We've got Lori Hoffman, <laughs> who's the local chair here in Atlanta. And Lori Hoffman, it's been fun talking about it. What, yeah. what, what question should I, should I be asking, Nathan, I haven't asked yet? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, one of the things that we wanted to talk about were key players. Okay. Okay, and, and that's something that we... We offer through through C12, and a lot of people don't know about that. But if you've got, he keeps talking about his, his leadership team, his executive, right, his executive team, team, right? right. And when a lot of a lot of folks rely on those executive teams to help implement strategy, core values. I mean, you know, they're the boots on the ground folks, and so they're so the you, people doing the actual work. Is yeah, what you're well, trying to say? Yeah, I'm just being <laughs> delicate about it because okay. I don't want to offend my delicate's friend. not exactly yeah. my yeah. middle name. I just play on the radio all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. <laughs> but you know, keep players is a really neat option because they go through the entire day just like the owner does. They have a full day experience so they go through the very same material and what some of our folks are doing is those CEOs and business executives are sitting down with their key players on a monthly basis to sort of digest and mm. debrief on that material and figure out okay how's this going to work for our company and what needs to happen next and so this is what Nathan has done with you know the marriage situation is how team can we really roll this out in a way that's equitable and, and impactful. Nathan, have you gotten to the point where you've got some of your executive team in key players groups yet? Uh, I haven't, no. Okay. But we um, no pressure here. No, no pressure I know it's an investment. Uh, I mean, you got to choose some. Yeah. Uh, they probably will be. I would say sometime this year. Yeah. Um, uh, I do bring them to. Sometimes they'll they'll do like uh, kind of open invitation events. Um, mm -hmm focus on ministry in the workplace, and so they've been to those. All right. You mentioned right before the break about marriage counseling, that you're going to add as a benefit to your yeah. group uh, the uh, that you'll pay for marriage counseling. What's that look like, and why are you doing that? Uh, so, you know, we realize that, you know, as we keep the, the people side of our business as the number one priority, um, that the most important thing in in those of those employees who are married, the most important things in their lives are, are their, their marriages. And so we're, we're not really investing in their marriage at all. Uh, and so it's, it's honestly not a huge investment considering everything else that, that we're paying for. So we're looking at, you know, maybe like a quarterly. So kind of have three to four sessions a year. And um, uh, we're vetting different marriage counselors and looking at, you know, who, who would be best to speak to, you know, a bunch of millennials who are married and trying to figure it out and, you know, perhaps haven't seen it modeled well. Um, you know, not necessarily looking at those who are in crisis, um, mm -hmm. but, but those who need to see that model and, and really need uh, someone to walk them through that. So that all really came from C12. We did a, an entire session, you know, maybe a month or two ago about mm -hmm. the importance of healthy marriage and how that impacts actually the bottom line at your business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If your marriage is a mess, it impacts everything right. about you. That's right. 
and, and if your marriage became a mess, and, because Jen will call in and talk about it, so we don't really know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jen. I'm kidding. But if your marriage is a mess, your entire company is impacted. That's right. right. So that's right. It, 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 you're right. Marriage and relationships. So actually, that's one of the reasons on Tuesdays we have together on Tuesday where Jim and I talk about relationship. That's our focus for that very reason, that we know that your, what is going on in your marriage, you bring to work. And yeah. what's going on at your work, you take home to your marriage. Right. So it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And communicating and learning how to deal with things helps you in relating to your coworkers as well as your spouse. And if you want to find out more about Together on Tuesdays, next Tuesday, Martha and I will talk about 3,500 miles in the car in two weeks and how that impacted our marriage. We'll talk about that <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> All right, Nathan, final word. Why should somebody become a C12 member? Measured results. Mm. You know, as a, as a business owner, as a leader, you certainly you live your life with, with goals and, and, and vision, but it's just so frustrating to, to not execute. And I, and I think that as a business owner, if you're, if you're listening, you, you, you've been there, you understand that. And C12 uh, really helps and they guide you toward uh, measured results, just executing against the vision that's in your heart. Lori Hoffman. So great to have you on the air this with us is, again today. It's fantastic. It's Thank been you. fun. Thank Check out me. Lori Hoffman in Atlanta, C12Atlanta.com. She's one of the chairs. She can help you and your company get involved in a C12 roundtable. Mm-hmm. Nathan Tate, Lori Hoffman, thanks for being on iWork for him today. Thank you. Loved it. Martha, this is it. We're, we're going home. Heading home, baby. Heading, heading back to Florida right after the show. Pray for us. Pray for Martha mostly. Atlanta Friday evening Atlanta traffic. Friday evening oh, traffic. Can't even wait. It's just awesome. We're so That's much looking test forward on to the it. marriage. But thanks for listening <laughs> to I Work for him today. Really, check out C12 online, C12group.com, C12group.com. You've been listening to the I Work for him radio program with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.